guys, if you were a rapper, what kind of rapping would you do? Would you be a mumble rapper? Would you be like Eminem? I think it would be a little bit. Would you be like a Snoop Dogg? I think I'd be like a little lyrical. I don't think I could do like as fast as Eminem could, but I mean, I'm good at writing lyrics, but I don't know if I, I have good flow. So you're saying you would be like an NF type rapper. Yeah, more music. Not the fastest out there. Yeah, but but like having good quality. Rhythm. Rhymes and rhythm. Rhymes and rhythm. What about you, Steve? Uh, I have to say, actually, that's a honestly, NF is kind of one of my favorite, and not like I don't listen to NF on the offhand all the time. But I'm but just on saying, the down like, low. when I hear an NF song, I will listen to it all the way through because he has a really good rhythm and he uses lyrics yeah. and, and wordage really well to where I don't have to be like, "What did he just say?" What you're saying is it tickles your tootie a little. It bit. It tickles my tootie a little bit. Yeah, a little coochie uh, tickle. Me personally, no, <laughs> not. I said tootie. Hmm? Not coochie. To- okay. What were you saying, Stephen? Me personally, I think that uh, I would be more of a Christmas rapper. A Christmas rapper? I- I'd be more of a Christmas rapper because I, I-, I rap Christmas presents. <laughs> so, uh, Dude, wow, that I'm was... going to go <laughs> commit a felony because of that thing you just said. If I were a rapper, I would be like that one guy who's like... That's what I would rap like. A mumble rapper? What's his name? Cardi? Is it Cardi? I don't know. I would be more like a um, 21 Pilots kind of rap. Not really rap, but I'm like speaking in rhythm. Playboy Cardi. I think that's the... I think both those are disgusting and I have the best answer. Anyways. Okay. No, I'm just saying my capabilities would be a 21 (laughs) Pilots type of rap, which means I I can't really rap. Yeah, I can't either, dude. Unless I have a beat laid out for me and I can... Dude, rap I, somebody else's rap. Yeah. I really don't think I have any qualifications for rapping, if we're being honest here. Yeah. Dude, I stutter over regular sentences. Oh, me too, Fair. daily. I don't think I could do a rap. Daily. Anyways. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Three Brothers, One Brain Cell. I'm Judah. I'm Justice. And I am Steven. Uh, and here on this podcast, we're three brothers who sometimes talk over each other a little bit too much. And we have lots of things to say, but we each get an allotted amount of time to explain a subject that we bring to the table each week. And to see who goes first, we roll a die 20. And since I am opening this here Three Brothers, One Brain Cell show of ours, uh, then, you know, I'll be rolling first. Who are you? That's pretty cool. I'm Judah. That's cool. I'm Justice. And I'm Steven. And I'm Judah. And I'm about to roll this die. And I rolled a die, and it's a 17. Oh, Ooh. yeah, dude. Fancy. So out of, tw- out of 20, that is, that's just pretty high out of 20. Check this out, though. Check this out, guys. Yeah? Yeah, 20. That was a... 18! Fuck you. Wow. No way, dude. All right, guys, bring it back to the classic one. I'm in frick you. Ah, 11. 11. I mean, our rolls aren't bad. We all rolled oh. above 10. So Justice goes first, I go <gasps> second, Steven goes third. I mean... I love y'all. Yes. And you, the you. audience, you. and you, the audience, goes fourth. Yeah, you guys okay. get your topic at the end, but yeah. you have to wait. Until the podcast is over. No, no, it's not over. There's just a fourth segment. It starts when the outro starts. And yeah, and there's 20 minutes of silence after that. <laughs> yeah. You just sit there talking to yourself in your car or in your wherever you're sitting. I think that's a good idea. You could like pre-record our responses and our episodes be like, uh, like our, yeah. mm, ah, oh. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, hey, guys. I love the conversation we're having right now, but I'm about to hijack the fuck out of it. Okay. okay. What do we think about space? Space is pretty all right. What do you guys think about space? Oh, shit. Pretty. In- it's pretty intense, I guess, or whatever. Something like that. Very vast. Very immense. There's lots of things we have yet to discover and Dude. will never discover. Pretty big words there. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff being discovered right now about space. Speaking of space. Okay. I have been playing a video game. Called really? Starfield. Oh. Recently, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but I've been playing that shit. Mm. And dude, okay, here's here is my. This is not my topic, but I definitely wanted to start it with this because yeah. I've been playing a lot of Starfield. Yeah, I fucking love this game, dude. I yeah. love Starfield. If you like Bethesda games, if you like Skyrim, uh, or f- any of the Fallout games, you're gonna love this game. There are definitely. It's not perfect. It is not a perfect yes. game. No. I would 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would I would be a little What's what's a level right underneath surprised? Underneath underwhelmed? No, no, not underwhelmed. It's it's like I'm I would be a little surprised. Like I would be like, "Hmm. If if intrigued. <laughs> if this game, if Starfield got game of the year, I would be like, "Oh, okay." It would just be you like, would that be... doesn't mean that it's a bad game. I'm just saying I don't think that it's game of the year worthy. But it's a good game. It is a really, really solid game. Like it, Yeah, it's it, not like Elden Ring level, like, oh, clearly, yeah, that's why it got Oh yeah, Elden Ring was like no year. questions. It was like, yeah, that's fucking game of the year right there. That was there. like groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh I would think Baldur's Gate would probably get game of the year. Or what there was another game that came out this Still year. Oh yeah, to play that dude. Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys would yeah. but we're not talking about Baldur's Gate, we're talking about Starfield. Mm. I really want you guys to play Starfield. Next time you come over, you gotta play it. Because, yeah. dude, space, I just, the whole idea of space. Yeah, I don't think my MacBook awesome. Pro could, um, sorry, I don't think, yeah, it's a MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> a little flex there. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna, I don't, I don't yeah, think no, it's gonna it's, run Starfield, It dude. doesn't even run Minecraft that well, dude. The only complaints, <laughs> the only complaints I've heard from the game are yeah. that the water, uh, the water graphics are not it. I would agree with I would agree with that. The uh, water that I've seen, I was like, "Oh, does it's it not, it, not?" But you don't see a lot of water. When you see water, it's in cities or something like that, and it looks fine in okay. a town or something. But when you go outside, bodies. Of that, I've heard the bodies of water a little big. Bodies of water look a little weird. Um, Which is weird because uh, water is just a mechanic now. <laughs> it's not even just yeah. like something you. The, I don't know. The main issues is with any expansive game like that that you have a lot of content and it it, it has bugs. Yeah, it has dude. bugs, and there are some bugs. I I talked with a coworker of mine, and he said the bugs add up to where it adds up to where they're kind of like noticeable. They're they're so, like they're small, but they'll take they'll take you back with like oh well that's mm, they kind of take you out eh. of the immersion. You know, I gotta say. Any of the bugs that happen in the game are the same kind of bugs that have ha- that happen if you play Skyrim or Fallout. Yes. Clipping and stuff like that. Dude, there's really not that much clipping. The physics in that game, oh my god, dude. It's so satisfying. Hmm. They really perfected that engine. They did a really good job. It's the same engine, and I know I shit on that in like the last, last episode maybe, but it's... Uh, like so much better. Uh, we talked about it. Yeah, I think so. It, like it, dude, it, but yeah, love it. I kind of real really Starfield on is not my topic today. It is oh. about space. I just wanted to start talking about Starfield because I love it. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about. Well, we did. We did talk about Starfield. We did talk but what we're going to be talking about right now is here's the headline. I found this really fun article that made me go, "Hey, what the heck?" What the heck? When I read guys? it, I was like, "What the heck? Come on." Hmm. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. yeah. Space Drugs Factory Denied Re-Entry to Earth. Hmm? And now, how does that make you feel? How does that make you guys feel? I'm a little bit confused <laughs> right there. Space Drugs Factory Re-Denied. Uh, I'm assuming this has something to do with pharmaceuticals and not uh, hard drugs. Okay, okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm assuming the same, but, you know, like, in the stratosphere, like, not even, like, outer space. Yeah, remining, like, minerals or something from outer space. All right, are you ready? I'm yeah. Keep reading. After manufacturing crystals of an HIV drug in space, which is pharmaceuticals, you're right, they're okay. making pharmaceuticals. How the are they doing The first orbital factory is stuck in orbit after being denied re-entry back to Earth due to safety concerns. Safety concerns? Yeah, so this is the first what? ever orbiting <laughs> drug factory. Hey, we know you cured HIV, so... Stay up there. I was about to say, what, did they actually find a cure? (laughs) Something tells me that... That's right? It's No, it's more expensive to make a space factory that orbits Earth than it is to just make a factory on Earth. I don't know why they would have to make a factory... Because they're space. they're mining they're they're getting materials probably in from space. in space. Oh. I don't know if you. I didn't know about this, but apparently there's a layer around Earth that like our technology can't get through. What do you mean? There's like I, I forgot what it's called. Um, it's <clears> almost <throat> like a a layer that kind of just shuts down technology, like it's radiation. What? What at the center of Earth? No, that's around our solar system. There's a big. There's a massive sphere of asteroids and ice 
ice asteroids that surround our solar system and we really can't get out of it because it's like it's just it's a field that encapsulates our uh solar our whole solar system that you didn't know that wow yeah Yeah. pretty cool uh let me continue reading on judah while you look up some of that stuff yeah (laughs) space industries to land it's in oh oh sorry okay i think the company is called space industries space industry what the oh my god dude okay here it is the u.s air force denied a request from varda space industries to land its in space manufacturing capsule at a utah training area while the u.s federal aviation administration the faa did not grant the company permission to re-enter earth's atmosphere leaving its spacecraft hanging as the company scrambles to find a solution TechCrunch first reported A spokesperson from the FAA told TechCrunch in an emailed statement that the company's request was not granted at this time, in quotes, due to the overall safety, risk, and impact analysis. Hmm. That makes it sound like the ship would be crash landing. So there's no safe way of re-entering for them? Is kind of what it sounds like. And why would they put it up there in the first place? I, dude, I don't know. Why would you send something out that you have no means of getting it back down safely? Are there people on it? Good question, dude. Gizmodo reached out to Varda Space <laughs> to ask which regulatory requirements have not been met, but the company responded with a two-word email that ominously read, no comment. The California wow. startup did provide an update on its spacecraft through X, formerly Twitter, We are pleased to report that our spacecraft is healthy across all systems. It was originally designed for a full year in orbit if needed. Varda Space wrote on X, We look forward to continuing to collaborate with our Gov partners to bring our capsule back to Earth as soon as possible. I I just don't understand what they're growing up there. It's, I guess, HIV cure? A cure for HIV? They're trying to some pharmaceutical... I don't know, dude. With nobody up there? So they're trying to... Are they trying to stimulate something in the capsule in orbit? Dude, I guess. Hold on. What are you going to send here, hold HIV-infected on. people like into the, the it's stratosphere? A, it's about to tell. <laughs> yeah, they're testing people out in space. Varda Space launched its spacecraft on board a Falcon 9 rocket on June 12th. The 264-pound capsule is designed to manufacture products in a microgravity environment and transport them back to Earth. On June 30th, its first drug manufacturing experiment succeeded in growing crystals of the drug Ritonavir, Ritonavir, I guess, Ritonavir, which is used for the treatment of HIV in orbit. The microgravity environment provides some benefits that could make for better production in space, overall reducing gravity-induced defects. Protein crystals made in space form larger and more perfect crystals than those created on Earth, according to NASA. Imagine how expensive that shit's going to be. You got to get your space-grown HIV medicine. That's, dude, that's crazy. Space-grown HIV medication. Here's a uh, here's a tweet, or I guess a, a thing. What do you even call them now? Here's an X on X. <laughs> Space drugs have finished cooking, baby. Delian Asperohuv, Varda's co-founder, wrote on X. Wow. Unfortunately, the space drugs are not allowed to come back to Earth, baby. <laughs> okay, that was funny. What? <laughs> Who's the author of this? I got to give him credit. This is funny. Uh, by Passant Robbie. You're a funny guy, Robbie. <laughs> uh, Varda's capsule was originally scheduled for re-entry on September 5th or 7th, but the company's application was denied on September 6th, according to TechCrunch. Hmm. Varda formally requested that the FAA reconsider its decision on September 8th, and that request is still pending. My thing is, I want to know, what is ro- why can they not land? I guess it's a capsule. It maybe there's something wrong with the re-entry. Like if it re-enters, it's going to be like a catastrophic meteor slung into our atmosphere. The only thing, like if it's 0.6 miles long, like if something 0.6 miles <laughs> long like slams into the Earth, then that would end all life on Earth. <laughs> okay, is this 0.6 miles a, long. Yeah, here's that's a, how big this capsule is. No, I'm saying if something is 0.6 miles, like it has to be. Something as long as 0.6 miles mm. could, like, end all life on Earth. 
What could end all life on Earth? Like a meteor that's 0.6 miles long. Really? Yeah. Oh. All right, let's, here's a tweet from the co-founder again. I don't know. This Maybe somebody needs to confiscate this guy's Twitter or his ex profile. What, what do you even call this shit now? X. It's it's, X. It, yeah. I don't even know. It's a very different type of re-entry capsule. If you think about it, both Dragon and Starliner, these are SpaceX vehicles that are $100 million plus minimum to build and billion dollar plus total programs. These are meant to carry humans, have active control, fully pressurized environments. This is his quote. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a quote in an interview in Ars Technica, wherever that is, whatever okay. that is. And this is, he continues. We are effectively the polar opposite type of reentry vehicle. That's not good to say. If those are luxurious limousines, we're building like a 1986 Toyota Corolla that is meant to be less than a million bucks a pop quickly refurbished, and then shot right back into space. What the fuck? That's probably why it's not getting granted re-entry, because it, it would, would probably just cause mass damage. Seems like they're making little mini-missiles with drugs in them, <laughs> shooting them back down into Earth. Well, how are you planning on salvaging the cargo that you're making up there? That's just a waste of money if it's going to get slammed back into Earth. So they have yet to get anything from this? And that's the end of it, dude. Wow. Uh, I have not seen... Yeah, so this was pretty recent. Well, it is September 20th now. So they're being reckless with this. That's kind of what it seems like, dude. Okay. This was published Monday, so (sighs) I don't think anything's changed as of yet. Most definitely just throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, if I hear anything else about it, I'll definitely update it in the next episode if I hear anything else about this thing. But that's interesting. Uh, I... If I was a co-founder, I probably wouldn't tell, like, a mass amount of people, hey, we're making shit boxes here. These are garbage, like, we're missiles. We're slinging them into the orbit, and we're <laughs> slinging them right back down. Yeah, probably not a great move. Um, but I feel, well, okay, I guess that, so that would definitely be the concern, is just the structure and overall build of this orbiting capsule is not it would be really reckless to bring it back down yeah but now all these people are going to get their space hiv medication so what are we going to do about that guys i don't know it's why would you like just don't get hiv why would you even admit (laughs) to building a shitty space like spacecraft i think maybe to be funny but like, like whenever it whenever it comes to government stuff you're working in space, dude. Like, that's... It's a pretty big frontier there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's not even just the U.S. government. It's like... Yeah. Like, it could slam back into another... Another... Well, country. they're trying to get it aimed, I guess. Well, I guess you would have to wait for it to cycle back around, right? It's not like you can just... If you've made a shitbox, it's not like you can control it back to the same spot. Because it's, yeah, it's in orbit, orbit, right? Yeah. So now it's just stuck in orbit. Dude... Well, kind of sketch. I guess some aliens out there are about to pick up some HIV medication. <laughs> <laughs> to, we're about to cure alien AIDS. Maybe, dude. Dude. Speaking of alien AIDS, I think this is just fucked. The whole thing is the fucked. The whole thing, I, yeah, I, dude. I think the I think the guy who was tweeting those posts, or sorry, xing those posts, uh, knows. I think they're he's fucked. just a that's little what, bit of a dumbass. I think that's why he's making jokes because he knows it's screwed already. Yeah, he kind of yeah. just sounds like he's got a lot of money. It's like, yeah, guys, he's trying to make it. Let's make medication in space, but not have a way to actually get it back <laughs> in a sound way. Just kind of. Slam it back into Earth and, like, pick up the pieces. Dude. That would be too expensive. And then everybody there is was like, mm, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's make this happen. Shoot. <laughs> good, good, good. And then when it comes time to get back into orbit, the actual people in charge of this stuff coming back into orbit is like, whoa, 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 Hey, guys. No, no, no. You no, can't don't... just be slinging shit back <laughs> into orbit like that. Don't listen to him, guys. I run this operation. Do it. Oh my you God, would literally dude. get arrested in federal prison. Bitch. Imagine if so. Okay, these are clearly not manned spacecraft. So these are, or I'm it's sorry, capsules. Like, these are just like growing pods, getting crystalled space. Did it say how big the capsules were? I not in the post that I was reading. And I think if it's 0.6 miles after all of the meteorite has deteriorated. 
like going through orbit and it hits Earth at 0.6 miles, like the mass is 0.6 miles, then the Earth would explode. Like if it's gone through the atmosphere and burned off and is still 0.6 miles long, it will destroy like all life on Earth. I don't think they made a capsule this big though. No. It would have to be like three miles. I think most of it, maybe the word, would it even be able to survive going back in orbit? Like what, going what? back through our atmosphere? The ship? Yeah. Uh, good question, dude. Maybe that's a concern there. I just feel, dude, this whole space race thing, because like when you shoot something out into space, you're you are accepting the fact that we will never have those materials ever again. Yeah. You've gotta, you've gotta. I just feel like it's not smart for people to be like, yo, let's just throw it out there. Let's just throw it out there. See what happens. Because at some point, we're not gonna have that material on Earth. It's not like Earth is just making infinite amounts of metals for you to pull from you know so it yeah. kind of feels stupid to just throw shit out there and hope for the best you know you gotta be like calculated about this he left he left like a dog on board or something well i gotta get my dog back <laughs> i'm pretty sure oh, like dog. i put my gold up there man <laughs> I, put, I put my gold on that ship come on <laughs> all right that's it for me that's that was really my topic uh i just wanted to talk about space and i thought that that was really interesting that uh we are making space drugs now. Space drugs. We're trying to. Dude. You know what ties into that? This ad read. Yeah. Hey there, listeners. It's me, Justice, the silliest brother, here to tell you about some information that you might like. You've probably been listening on some kind of platform. Did you know we were on other platforms than the one you're listening on? That's right. If you're listening on whatever you're, you're listening on, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. We're on all, all hopefully, most platforms we're on. Still working on YouTube and stuff, but that's a work in progress. You know. Uh, you like posts, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, and perhaps a little context clues to episodes that have been posted that you've listened to when we're talking about pictures, you might ask yourself, where can I see such pictures? Well, if you go to Instagram at TBOBcast, you can see us there. We post behind-the-scenes videos and footage and bits and all kinds of little fun stuff. If you are listening to this ad segment and think to yourself, I could really spice this up with my own ad, well, buddy or sister, do I have some news for you. We have open spots, and all you got to do is contact us at either TBOBcast on Instagram or contact us at TBOB podcast three, the number three, at gmail.com for ad. Anyways, I'm done talking. So, well, I, I'm not really who really is ever done talking. But that's it for me right now. So, all right, bye. Hello, be ready for it. Hell of an ad read. Uh, yeah, th- yeah. Thanks to uh, Dick Van Dyke for that one. That was really cool that he decided mm. to stop in for the mm. ad read. Hey, you said your name mm. in the beginning of the of the. Fuck, dude, you're right. Oh my god, I can't believe it. God, it wasn't it. Dick Van Dyke. It dude. was me. The the cat's out of the bag. Go for it. Hey, hey guys, it's my topic. Um, just wanted to say, uh, hi. How are y'all doing? Um, doing good. Good. How are you yeah, doing? Good. You know what? Apparently, I've just been on a food cook, like a food kick recently, because mm. my past three topics have been about food. Like the two are about diets, and this one, I was looking around like, like when I'm struggling to find a topic, I'll be like, "What are some weird facts? Like crazy facts?" And I keep seeing like one about like how a food was accidentally made, and so I was like, mm, "Food, yum yum." How are some foods accidentally discovered or made? Uh, and so today I found uh, a, a article like we normally do and find an article on, um, on you know, this here podcast. I found an article uh, from uh, like an article that we do. Yeah, so we, like dude. read articles. Yes. And so it's an article that I found. Um, dude, this is the article, article episode. Please continue. 
on farmflavor.com about 10 famous foods that were invented by accident. On September 6, 2022, uh, by Kayla Walden, not Waldron, uh, Food for Thought, Lifestyle. That's what it says. Interesting. Ever wonder how some of your favorite foods came to be? No. Gifted chefs invent new recipes all the time. But you might be surprised to discover just how many popular foods were invented by happy accident. From chocolate? Nope, not gonna... No. That's spoiling, dude. Spoilers. Chocolate was made by accident? Number one, chocolate chip cookies. They were spoiling it. What? This is kind of... I think it might be a shorter topic, but I don't mind. Ruth Wakefield, the owner of Toll House Inn in Whitman, Massachusetts, accidentally created the iconic chocolate chip cookie in the 1930s. Toll House, dude. Are you for real? Yeah. Bro, chocolate chip cookies have only been around for like 90 years. How did she do it? She, yeah, I don't know. I guess what? It feels like that's something that would have been around a lot longer. She added Mm. broken chocolate bar fragments into her cookie batter until the presumption. Under the presumption they would melt in the oven. Her mistake in the world's gain. What? Uh, yeah, I get what How she was How is that saying. a they mistake? Didn't, they didn't melt. They didn't melt? She wanted it she to... Wanted, yeah. She wanted chocolate cookies. Oh. But what she got was chocolate chip cookies. Like chocolate, Since just still a chunk. These are now arguably the most popular and beloved cookie in the world. Yeah, True. Dude. That's not... She's. They're not wrong. No. Number two, Dippin' Dots. What? There's a good chance you've spent at least one leisurely afternoon enjoying a cup of Dippin' Dots. Nope, never I had I have it. never had Dippin' Dude, Dots. I also have never had Dippin' Dots. Dude! <laughs> no, Why none of we... us have. No. Why haven't we gotten Dippin' Dots? Because they're probably... I don't know. It just they were seemed too like a novelty. Growing up, yeah, mm. it was a novelty for us that we never got to enjoy. Like our parents were always like, "No, it's too expensive." Dude, yeah, I remember when we would go to like malls and stuff, and I, I would see the Dippin' Dot vending machines. I told Ellery I would to get, get Dippin' Dots with her, so I it, Ellery has to be present when we have Dippin' yeah, Dots. Yeah, whenever she comes. Yeah, back so we'll down just or get Dippin' Dots when she comes back. Yeah, or when I go out there. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, dude. Okay. That's cool. Wow. From the soft crunch between your teeth to the cold and sweet ice cream to follow. Soft crunch. I don't know. I've never had one. This treat is a huge crowd pleaser. But have you ever wondered how on earth something like this was invented? No. Kurt Jones, a microbiologist, was working on flash-freezing animal food in 1987 when he had a stroke. Of genius, he told his, <laughs> he told he told his family that he could use the same process on ice cream and create, in his words, an ice cream bead. The proper term is cryogenic encapsulation, but we all know what it really is. Downright delicious. Oh, is that shut what it the is? hell up! No, they just said no. Del- I'm kidding. They just said delicious. I added delicious. Oh, oh shut okay. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> you stupid bitch. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. That was so loud and so aggressive and toxic. It was toxic masculinity, and I wanted to apologize <laughs> oh, to you. Dude, shut the fuck up. That, for real, might legitimately be too loud and startling to keep in there. Number oh, three. No, I'm going to turn it up, dude. Whew. Number three, popsicles. Ooh. While a professional scientist invented Dippin' Dots, an 11-year-old boy created popsicles. This is the one I've seen every single time where they're like, I bet you didn't know this kooky fact. Yeah. A boy, a little boy created popsicles. I didn't know that. I did not, actually. All the way back in 1905 in San Francisco, a boy named Frank Epperson mixed a sugary soda powder and left it sitting out overnight. It was so cold that it froze in the morning. He tasted and enjoyed it and decided to call it an ep. Epsicle. fuck is wrong Epsicle? with you, dude? An Epsicle. E- e- well, what's his name? It's Epperson. Yeah. Oh. There, you go. there it is. Fast forward to 1924, and he patented the frozen treat and changed the name, at the urging of his children, to Popsicle, a play on the phrase "Pops Sickle." Oh, oh, dude. What? Like his oh. penis. Mm. Okay. Number four, ice cream cones. Dude, hold on. Do you think that his wife ever referred to his penis as the, the popsicle? The history of ice cream cones. <laughs> Number four, ice cream cones. The history of ice cream cones is a little trickier to trace. Some people claim one story while others claim another. 
But the most popular retelling of how this delectable necessity came to be, um, came to be, be came to be <sighs> begins at 1904 World's Fair. The story, <laughs> dude. Why is every accidental food thing just some sweet treat, sweet frozen treat? Because sugar and milk make creamy goodness. <laughs> the world's like, fair. Like, like popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The story says that a Syrian immigrant named Ernest Hamwi was busy making wafer desserts next to an ice cream stand. People love to say that he had a stroke of genius <laughs> Dude, and suggested they combine the two to create a vessel for the ice cream. But Hamwi said in an interview in the 1928 Ice Cream Trade Journal that ice cream concessionaries approached him to purchase the waffles, which they kept calling cornucopias. Mm-hmm. They then caused him to open the Missouri Cone Company in 1910. Number five, Nashville Hot Chicken. This one's not sweet. <laughs> Nashville may be famous for country music, but hot chicken is high up on its lists of assolades. Hot chicken? Are you talking about like the spice, like spicy chicken? Hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken. Okay. Don't know that. What that spicy is? Spicy chicken. Dude, I didn't know. I've never like, heard of Nashville hot chicken. You haven't. Seriously? What, I have, no, I never the have. Cajun chicken? What the? Cajun? Yeah, Cajun, <laughs> the Cajun filet at like Bojangles. It's not the same as. Do you know Cajuns like in like I know. Mississippi yes, and yes, like it's, it's Creole? What? No, dude. No. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think you're thinking of French. Yeah, it's Creole. Actually, that was South African. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon, much? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that came from the Aztecs, dude. <laughs> Nashville is in Tennessee. Accolades? What's an accolade? An achievement. Okay, but hot chicken is high up on its list of accolades, too. Southern legend has it that the invention of hot chicken goes back to a renowned womanizer named Thornton Prince. What the? What? Is that in there? Yeah. According to the family story, Prince stepped out of his steady girl one night and was served a plate of fried chicken doused in hot peppers the following morning to teach him a lesson. The lesson backfired, though, because Prince loved the spicy ditch, ditch, um, dish and immediately uh, shared it with his friends and family and went on to open a chicken shack. So step, stepped out on his girl means he, like, broke up with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it meant he went and did it with somebody else. I pro- I probably both. Yeah. He is a womanizer. So wait, then he went and ate a plate of chicken that she made for him? Why would he do that? He's like, I'm gonna break up with you, and then she's like, Hey, I made. Oh, you some- maybe he cheated on her, and she served him a plate of chicken covered in like spicy shit. Yeah, and he really enjoyed it, and was like, I'm gonna do something with this, <laughs> like a piece of shit would. Piece of yeah. shit. I make money off this shit. I bet that piece sucks for that lady. Crap. Hey, this, this ain't bad. Goddamn woman. Bad things happen to good people, but apparently, good things happen to bad people too. Amen, bro. Karma probably eventually caught up with him. Probably Six. had a heart attack. In sure his early 50s. Well, he probably had a stroke. Probably had AIDS, Of honestly. genius. <laughs> stroke of genius. Yeah, wow, dude. that was like two separate things happening. You said AIDS, you said stroke of genius. Yeah. said it all at once, too. Number six, <laughs> chimichangas. Would oh. you have ever guessed chimichangas have a complicated past? Dude, I would have never guessed chimichangas had a complicated past. I don't even past. know if I've had a chimichanga. I also have not had it. I have not had a chimichanga. As it seems to be the way with a number of traditional dishes, there are several restaurants that want to stake their claim on inventing the beloved deep-fried burrito. Oh, I think I've had that. I think mom's let me have, like, a bite of her chimichanga before. What? According to one of the most popular stories... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> At a Mexican restaurant, she was like, let me, whoa, do you want to try a bite of my chimichanga off of my plate with beans and rice at this Mexican restaurant? And I was like, yes, I will have a bite of your deep fried burrito off of your plate from a Mexican restaurant. Is that better for you? That's not, that, that really clarified it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> According to one of the most popular stories, Monica Flynn of El Charro Cafe in Arizona was whipped up was oh no was whipped <laughs> in Arizona was whipping up a late night snack of burritos when her niece bumped into her and sent a burrito flying over the pot of hot oil. 
This is all a lie. <laughs> That's dude. bullshit, That's dude. Such bullshit. Oops. And and then I was I I I dropped the burrito into the hot oil and chimichanga. No. That's bullshit, somebody dude. sounds like no. they were they were toking it and they yeah, were dude. fucking they wanting just, some. They just some, no. Somebody sound no. Somebody sounds like she's me- trying to get the popularity for creating a chimichanga. That's that sounds like a. Um, Pot full of BS, dude. I'll say this. I think that whoever created it realized that the way they created it was not that interesting. So they were like, well, let me just make something up. I think what really happened is they were like, what happens if I put a fucking burrito in some exactly. hot oil? Why did she have a pot of hot oil? Because. Because she was going to put the burrito in it regardless. (laughs) She was whipping up a late night snack of burritos when her niece bumped into her and sent a burrito flying into a pot of hot oil. It would just break open. It would just yeah. unfold yeah. if it flew into the pot. <laughs> yeah. Not like tightly wrapped, ready to be yeah. stuffed in sounds oil. Like, it so sounds stupid. like some obese person <laughs> okay. was like, Whoa, well, dude. hold up. Hold up. Let him cook, dude. All right. I'm going to look up a picture of Monica Flynn. Oh, no. I swear to God, dude. Where are we going with this? Suspicions confirmed. Well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. If the shoe fits. Oh, no, let me see, dude. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> if the shoe fits. You know what? Honestly, um, that was kinda, like, it was kind of mean of me to say that. I was going to say, this sounds all no, very so, mean. It was so funny. Well, I mean, when you say it's like. There's that girl who's like, this isn't a salad. I ordered a yeah. salad. And it's like clearly like a all meat like sandwich. Yeah. I guess I'll eat it anyways. Dude, I wonder if that's like her <laughs> guilty. If that was her guilty pleasure food. And then somebody like stumbled in on it and she was like, oh, it was an accident. Number seven. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Wor- I call it Worcestershire. 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 I'm pretty sure it's Worcester. Nope. Rorschach. It's not because it's Worcestershire. It's a hero. It's from a, it's an, it's from a place in English. Just about uh, everyone. Worcestershire sauce? Stop. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Oh, war. Just about everyone in America. I'm sorry. Just about everyone in America has a bottle of that sauce in their fridge. <laughs> but how was it created? In 1835, Lord Sandys returned to England after governing Bengal, India, and, des- and desperately missed his favorite Indian sauce. Worcester sauce. Rumor has it he commissioned John Lee and William Perrin's drugstore owners to recreate it for him. The original plan was to make some for Lord Sandys and sell the rest. But the overwhelming smell led them to tuck it away in the cellar, where it was forgotten for two years. When they rediscovered it, they found it had aged beautifully. It quickly became a hot ticket item among customers, and the rest, as they say, is history. Dude, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I bet that would have been awesome to go down and realize that the shit you left had turned into, like, gold. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Number eight, Tart Taten? I don't know. I have no idea what that is. Mm -mm. There are a few accidental creations as delicious and beloved as the tart tatin. I think it looks like an apple tart. Oh. Like, it looks like a pie. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The legend suggests that the tatin sisters operated a hotel and restaurant in La Motte Bourbon, France. I probably just butchered that. One sister cooked while the other handled reception. The specialty of the sister who handled uh, the restaurants was a delectable apple pie. During a particular busy lunch service, she absently, absentmindedly forgot to add the pastry to the tart. The apples caramelized in the heat. In a flurried attempt to hide her mistake, she threw some dough over the apples, and the tart tatin was born. So an upside-down pie? Oh, uh, that's. I mean, that's kind of cool. That, now that one actually does seem like an accident. You know, oh, you just because to... when you when you flip it out, it's just like you've caramelized the apples and stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah, sounds I, pretty good. You know what? That's a cool invention. Unlike the chimichanga, <laughs> liar. That liar. lady will never get a break from us. Number nine, potato chips. One of the world's most popular snack foods was invented by accident in 1853. George Crumb, piece of crap, 
a chef at Moon's Lake. Oh, that was really, I don't know why I just ripped into him. He, maybe because he's the, like the leading cause of obesity in America. A chef at Moon Lake's house in New York was working the night a guest returned a plate after plate of fries with a complaint that they were not crisp enough to his liking. Crump fi- finally sliced potatoes shockingly thin, fried them in hot oil, and topped them with salt before sending them back to the dining room. At the time, they were called Saratoga chips, but today we simply call them the humble potato chip. We okay. do not call them the humble potato chips. So we call them chips. He made he made potato chips out, out of, of spite sp- yeah. and <laughs> made something <laughs> really good. He was like, fuck this dude and his stupid request. <laughs> I'm going to make him fat. No wonder <laughs> potato chips sell so well. It's yeah. just the flavor of spite. It's awesome, dude. Everybody loves it. Yeah. It's an American flavor. Number 10, the last one. Yogurt has been around for a very, very, very long time. Most agree that it was being made in Turkey as early as the 6th century BC. And as for how it was discovered, history says that Central Asian herdsmen stored their extra goat's milk in containers that made made from animal stomachs. A handy way to pack a lunch. Some of the herdsmen were surprised when they opened the containers to find the milk had thickened and grown tart. Okay. Oh, dude. All right. Oh, yeah. my God. This sounds fucking nasty, man. <clears throat> oh, you let know. me open my stomach to see that Whoa. the milk is curdled. My goat stomach turned milk into fucking mess? Why? When the milk was in the stomach bags, good bacteria bloomed, thus leading <laughs> uh, to the accidental invention of yogurt. Okay. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm kidding, dude. That was it. Joke, I'm sorry. I really need to know about that last one. No, that last one was really disgusting. That, you know, that just kind of uh, solidified just... Your dislike of yogurt? Yeah. I never really liked yogurt to begin with. Yeah. And I don't like it more now. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to my topic, Stephen's Topic. Yes. And today I do not bring to you an article. I do not bring to you challenge. I do not bring to you debates on superheroes. I do not bring to you mythological creatures, cryptids, or anything. Do you bring us us something? I do bring you guys a topic. Okay. Uh, It is not about sports, nor is it about... um, nor is it about uh, uh, the happenings in the world today. Can I, can I, can I ask you something? Is your <laughs> yeah, go, topic, go for it. Is your topic about the things that your topic is not <clears throat> about? Is that anyway. your topic? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Steven here again after I was interrupted. Um, introducing my topic. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's not about um, D&D. It's not, no, no, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Today we're going to be talking about nostalgia, and, oh. and specifically what we're going to be talking about today, and this is a very open table discussion, I would love it if you guys would uh, contribute to this one, uh, and I will start off this topic, of course, uh, about just in general nostalgia, and I really just want to go around to, I know we like tend to, and it's not really in a mean way, uh, of course everyone tends to th- look at things more in a negative light, we like to we like yeah. to pick apart things today, we're going to be talking about stuff that immediately pops to our minds, whether it be video game shows, childhood memories, something like an item, anything like that, we're going to be talking about stuff that to this day we cherish and, and just still hold a high regard of nostalgia and, and fondness towards. Um, and I'm going to be opening it up with um, my childhood and today that I really still hold stuff fond towards and nostalgia. Uh, top things, one, I know I've mentioned it a lot, but as far as video games go, uh, Star Wars Nice of the Old Republic will always be, in my heart, yes. uh, a very nostalgic video game. Uh, I have something for you. Kind of ties into my topic a little bit, just like a little nod back to it. We were talking about Starfield. Yeah. Somebody made the Ebon Hawk <clears throat> in Starfield. Did they really? And it looks pretty fucking good. Oh. Here, wait. Uh, I actually have a picture. Can you even save it and send it to me? I think I can. Thank you. Dude. I'm not going to lie. That's almost pretty fucking spot on yeah. the Ebon Hawk. There's also a Millennium Falcon one, too. Oh, that's awesome. I think that the Ebon Hawk was easier to do because it's less a round shape than yeah. the, the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. 
for sure. It's a little or clunkier. Oh, that's Let awesome, dude. I love that. I cannot find the Millennium Falcon, but <laughs> there's the Evan Hawk from from. Oh wow! Yeah, that looks Minnesota. pretty close. I know, right? That's awesome. But um, in nods toward uh, Nice Old Republic, really, I've I can. I even had a conversation with my one of my coworkers today. We like started like uh, getting sucked into a nostalgic nerdy conversation about Knights of the Old Republic. It was just one of those games that forever will keep uh, stay timeless in my mind because even though the graphics are sure dated, the story was so well done. The characters were so well done. The yeah. voice acting was really spot on for the main characters. Their their voice lines with the side characters that aren't important that are like. <laughs> I remember hearing some of them. And it sounds like they just got a dude to get a mic. They got a dude yes. in a room with a mic. It's like in somebody's house, and they're like, "Just record this line of and dialogue." And then email to it. Email it. Yeah, to yeah. Us. And then so it's like compressed. It. Yeah. Yeah. But still, dude. It. The characters are very interesting. It's a whole nother branch and delves into the lore of everything before, like the uh, the High Republic and the uh, the fall of the uh, Republic and the Galactic Empire. Yeah. It really sets the grounds to a more wild West feel and a more wild outlaw feel. I just don't think I was old enough to enjoy it as much as y'all did. And you're you're right. It was you were a lot younger at the time. Hell, dude, I was even just like ten or eleven when I played that game. But yeah, I've replayed it so many times even recently and it, it, it to this day the story the characters the arcs what you can do the amount of side quests you can go on and little little like i realized how much i beeline the story until i reached the last time i played it i just took my time yeah, to just dude. you know what i'm not gonna rush the story i'm gonna explore all the map dude i missed out on so, so much yeah there are so many side characters, so many relationship development that you miss out with your side characters completely because you're like, I have to go save the Republic right now. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta visit all the planets. But, but honestly, it's a game that pays off where if you just take your time and you go through all the dialogue, because I have a nasty habit with any NPC to skip dialogue, skip dialogue, skip dialogue. Yes. But when you take your time and listen to the characters and listen to the conversation happening between all the characters... It really deepens the story of the game, or any game I I, I would put yeah. out there, but it really deepens the story of the Old Republic game. It deepens your relationship with those characters and the connections, and, and the way it all ends and climaxes at the end. I know it sounds weird, but the way it Not all... Really. Yeah. The, the way it all climaxes at the end of the game is just satisfying. Yeah. yeah. All of it is so satisfying, even with your final fight uh, with Malak at the end. It's just even the final lines where... I can I can still remember remember the lines for Malik uh, Darth Malik where he said at, even at the end I am nothing when he dies when you try to convert him back to the light before he dies oh yeah dude he won't yeah and he's like no I'm not going to because he realizes that he was just a pawn the entire time yeah he, his whole war was like useless the Republic had overcame him it Revan had come for, back yeah it was just for Revan and it was it dude that's kind of crazy Revan comes yeah. But uh, that's one of the things I really hold to this day, nostalgia. Dude. Even the even a while back when I talked about that book that I read, which was a very interesting closure to yeah. that story. I don't know about that one. I don't. Th- I feel okay. like I wouldn't want to read that. It I mean, would it would alter my. It it dude, was a bridge between think, one and two. What do you think, dude? I I have some nostalgic um, games, not yeah. for any of those reasons. Um, oh, okay. but I think. You know, I was like, oh, Punch-Out on the Wii. Like, the, yes, the Wii version dude, of Punch-Out yeah. or, like, any of the the Wii Sports. Like, Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, Wii Play. And I was like, you know, those games are, like, timeless to me. But it really, it's n- the nostalgia of the Wii itself just is so Wii. special. Yeah. It's just a – it has a special place in my heart. That console does. Yeah. Like, I any – like, the controller, the games, it feels very personal. And I don't know what that – I don't know why it, like, it's, like, personal to me. It's just, like, it's a very personal console. You're, like, con- you you're like yeah. controlling the console with your hands. You get to the – the like, it feels like the whole console itself is a game, if that Dude, makes sense. that's like, such a good point. Yeah. yeah. It does. They made the you're whole right. thing just fun to operate. Yeah, it's fun to operate – you even have like your own personal Mii's that you can create that yeah. are just on your Wii that you can use in your games. It's, dude, 
literally anybody can use it. Like, old people can play it without a problem. Yeah. It's just, like, we used to do bowling so... with our grandparents on the yeah, Wii. Man. Like, anybody can use it. It was just so, like, yeah. Even even recalibrating, like, even when the sensor motion sensor got off, all you had to do was just readjust the bar and then yeah. recenter the controller. Yeah, and put just, the controller just, on the ground. Did you know you don't even need that bar? You can put two candles beside your TV, and that'll operate just yeah, the it's same just light as that sensors. bar. No way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I. It was so it encouraged that that whole console really encouraged multiplayer in a good way too. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just some co op game. It was like very not party oriented, but it was very interactive, especially with sports, yeah. uh, especially with the sports games, especially with all the Wii title games. Sure, there were some flukes out there. So that with any console, someone's yeah. going to try to coin in as like crappy. But like all the Wii sports games, man, I can't tell you how many times. It's such an easy, those games are so easy to just yeah. play and have a really fun time Dude, in general, and even playing a Lego game on a console that's not a Wii, and I know Lego games are meant for kids, but there's like a nostalgia. <laughs> oh, dude, that I, I had for yeah. playing Lego games on the Wii. The only Lego mm-hmm. games I really ever want to play are all of the Star Wars ones. Yeah, those are really the only ones I I I feel nostalgic about, especially yeah. the, the first one. Fun, though, that's another thing I'm gonna come. Uh, you know what? I'm what? gonna. Uh, that's another thing I'm gonna bring up. Playing, dude. There's a lot of PC games that are that are nostalgic. And I know we're in the video game train because honestly, we grew up dude, as tech video game kids. Legos, <laughs> Legos themselves are nostalgic, dude. Like, Absolutely. Just mm-hmm. like going into the Lego aisle and being like, "These are some cool ass, you know, Lego sets." Like they intentionally design Lego sets for adults because they realize they have an adult fan base. Like, it's more yeah. pricey, but, mm-hmm. like, having... The collectible sets. Yeah, yeah, like the bonsai tree or the flowers and, yeah. you know, the designer sets. Helmets or something the, like the that. The Stranger Things set, you yeah. know. They even have, like, scenes cut out of Star Wars where you can, like, have the whole scene of Luke flying his X-Wing down the corridor to, like, launch the missile. Yeah, the yeah. it's just, like, they ca- they know how to cater to their audience without, like, making it a social or political agenda. You know, it's just... Yeah. yeah. I, can I put some I'm feeling nostalgic yeah. about? Yeah. This one's kind of like, it's a, it's a, it's a strange kind of nostalgia, but I always feel nostalgic when I go for a walk in the woods. Yeah. Mm. Like, not on a trail. I'm talking just go into, into the woods. Into the woods, yeah. Like we used to do there's when we were younger. A, yeah. But it's always, it's, it's, there's not, it's not really like a happy nostalgia I don't it's know what a, you're talking about. It's a different kind of nostalgia. I don't know. It's always melancholy. Like, yeah, like, I always melancholic nostalgia. I always just get quiet out of, even when I'm like with friends or something like that. It's just quiet. Like I just feel quiet. Yeah. When I'm in the woods, and that's it's. But it's just so nostalgic being out and I don't know. Remember it's catching just, a crawdad it's in like, a jar one time out in the woods, like in a yeah. creek, and I ax- I killed it on accident. <clears throat> you killed it? Yeah, I think it just died in the jar. Oh, yeah. Aww. We did that with a couple things, though. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we enslaved, like, all those snails? Uh, I mean, Wait, we, didn't, what? we didn't enslave them. We caught them? We just them? got, like, a bunch of oh, the big ones. Bunch, no, of these tiny little black snails. We threw them all in this big jug full of water. I remember that. Yeah, but then we had to get rid of them because we didn't. We had, mom didn't want to buy food for them, so we, had to well, we also them all drowned out. them. Probably. No, they were water snails. No? Yeah, oh. they, we got them from the creek. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know which snails you're talking about. Now. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the cone-ish looking. The ones. very, very yes, Small like ones. tiny yeah. ones that were shaped like like cone snails. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say. Leading off of the nature one, the when I saw fireflies, I I only saw them a little bit this <sighs> yeah, summer. Man. But when I see fireflies, I always remember going back to like Tennessee, like when the first mm. fly, fireflies were coming out, we would yeah, catch dude. them out in um, um, our yard, grandparents' yeah. yard, so and then put fireflies. them in like a little plastic container. So as we were going to bed at night, we would watch them like flash. Yeah. I would watch them flash like what like on my bedside. Dude, I, I remember that. that. That that was great. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice nostalgia. 
And I, I say going back to like the walking in the woods too is like yeah. I think the reason it's so melancholy is maybe it's really because we even a major wa- part of our childhood. That yeah, and it's like a it's like a going back to simpler times kind of thing where we mm. had the liberty just to step outside after like a day of school or when we're staying with the grandparents, yeah. and go out and go with our grandparents to like run beagles. Mm-hmm. Or we like go outside, like when we used to live on like bigger property, and then just romp in the woods just because. Dude, I feel like that's such a niche nostalgia is yeah. beagle running. That specifically, yeah. not going out in the woods. Yeah. Well, even going out in the woods, dude. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't relate to us on that. I think I was explaining yeah. like what running beagles is to Ellery the other day yeah, when she was I in feel town. Like a lot of people wouldn't really get that. Yeah, and it's not like I was like, yeah, our he like trains beagles to run rabbits without killing them. Yeah. You know, they just like chase. They, they just, just chase rabbits down. and yeah. it's just for the thrill of being outside and hearing animals do their thing. You it's, know it's letting your dogs loose. It's a very you know what? It's a very not southern, but it is a very intimate way uh, of of taking your dog out on a walk. Yeah. yeah. You're letting you're it do its, You're letting it do its natural thing. Dude, and you know, from what I have seen, especially recently, is the rabbits also like it. The they rabbits know, they like chased. Yeah, they run and then They'll they they intentionally outsmart the beagles. Yeah, but make it to where the beagles can like like I watched I watched it one time. Where wait the, for the beagle. Yes, yeah, it'll it. it'll wait, and if the beagle start to lose its trail, it'll go back, so the beagles can pick up and send yeah. it, and then it'll hop well, off. Well, I think part it probably of it, gets thrill. It probably gets a thrill out of yeah. running away from the beagle too. That and probably also they're probably protecting their children and yeah. making sure that they're oh, not yeah, going to get yeah. their babies. It could yeah. be. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But Who knows? But yeah, that was that one feels like it's a pretty niche uh experience yeah. yeah which i mean is fine i guess i'm sure everybody's got their own little thing that somebody would somebody would say huh you did what when you were younger yeah you know like, that's just like, yeah shooting at birds with bb guns i did that yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. it was just now i look back on that i'm like why did i do that like why didn't i just shoot at like a target or something but I was just like, Did you I'm ever gonna hit the birds. Oh, buddy! Oh, no you way! Really, you bet that I hit a bird one time. Oh no! Oh, I just saw a puff of feathers and it flew away, oh. and I was like, I felt really bad when I did that because I was like, I just hurt the bird. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. In. I. Yeah. I, I. I just yeah. hurt it, and it did not make me feel good. Dude, right. that's why I don't understand hunting for sport or fun. No. I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I really did. don't shoot a snake out of a tree one time that's okay in tennessee like i think it was a venom snake i don't know it wasn't like a black snake well it was trying to get to the birds yeah it was so. trying to get to a nest up there and i shot it out of the tree with a bb gun yeah i have a picture of me i don't know if i can find that holding the snake but dude i i hope you can we should definitely post that on the instagram be funny. dude but. i have to say what also and i'm gonna say this for our audience going back to video games on nostalgia I think another whole, if you want to take your Wii to a whole nother nostalgic level, my friends, let me tell you, we played the shit out of old retro Super Nintendo games. Yes, okay. Because it turns out if you have a certain old model, original old model of a white Wii, you can get a certain special kind of USB port. Mm-hmm. And you can actually emulate and download a shit ton of files of like A to Z list of old Super Nintendo yeah, games. Yeah. Not Nintendo, but Super Nintendo. Dude. And dude, it, it interacts and sets up perfectly with the Wii controller because you can turn it sideways easily, just like a simple yep. like Super it Nintendo has all controller. The buttons you need to play any yeah. of the old yeah. games, except for the old shooting games. Those never worked. Oh, oh yeah, yeah don't try shooting have, games. You had to have like an extra button for that one. It, also, the way the Super Nintendo was designed, it had an extra piece entirely that went yeah, with it. Yeah, <laughs> but all the all the not special duck hunt games or whatever yeah. uh, would work perfectly fine. And honestly, that just it, dude. That sucked when we got rid of that weeb with all our old games on mm-hmm. it. Why did we get rid of that? I don't know. We just got rid of it. Uh, I yeah, I dude. do not remember why. Man, and then That's I got weird. one, and now mine's busted because it got knocked off the shelf. Uh oh. Yeah, it, it turns on, but um, when it when I hook it up to the TV. It- 
Sorry. Jeez. The TV only displays a hue of gray instead of oh. an actual display HUD. That's not good. Yeah. Dude, um, you know, okay, since we're on video games and consoles and stuff, a console that's always going to be nostalgic for me is the Xbox 360. Yeah. Thank true. you. Every, I was going to bring that up, too. Everything about that, the startup, the sounds, the, dis- the display, the <laughs> games we played, dude, all of it is just so... Makes me feel like a kid again whenever yeah. we boot up the old Xbox 360. Dude, I love booting up the. It is such a good feeling when I boot up that console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what's the crazy controllers. is like, people have that feeling about other consoles that I've never played. Like the Cube. Yep. People are nostalgic about the Cube, and I've never played the Cube. We but missed like, out on that. People would hear the startup for that and be like, oh man, nostalgic. The yeah, GameCube. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, am I just saying the cube? Yeah, you're saying the cube. The GameCube. Yeah. But yeah, it's like that or like the, you know, the actual that an actual NES or SNES. Mm-hmm. Those cartridges. Yeah, going on the cartridges, apparently. Dude, fucking VHS tapes. Talk about some nostalgia. Hey, the static, static off of TV screens. Yeah. With yeah. The, the Where big raise your hair on yeah. your face. You don't feel that anymore. The smell no. of that. Like, dude, oh, yes, I, dude. I, it's so crazy because I was texting someone because there was an odd there was an odd smell in her house and I thought there's an electrical fire going on. It was false alarm, whatever. But what it smelled like, I when I smelled it, it was a staticky smell. Yeah. And when I texted um, our landlords and tried to describe that to them, they're like, I don't know what a staticky smell means. I'm like, oh, well. The sta- like, when I mean staticky smells, like when I say staticky smell, it's the smell of when, as a kid, my face was pressed so close to the TV screen to feel static that you, you can smell, smell the static you coming smell, like the, the TV. electricity. Yeah, yeah, you can smell the electricity. Dude, I forgot about that shit. Yeah. Crazy. And, uh... What was it? Remember when, um, what's another nostalgic thing? Dude, you VHS, know what's something uh, you don't see anymore, especially on like VHS tapes or TV, whatever, all that static, like inner, the, the fuzziness of the screen. There was like this fuzziness that you get from VHS tapes that you don't see anymore. Everything's yeah. so crystal clear. Yeah. But yeah. when you watch all of these, it feels like when you watch VHS tapes, it feels like you're in a dream. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some yes. kind of dreamy aspect to it because of the fuzz. You yeah. get that staticky sound, the like feel, the looking. look. Yeah, it's all kind of hazy. And, dude, that uh, the whole thing, old TVs, VHS tapes, that just everything about that is nostalgic to me. I, I think it's crazy, but I have to agree with a little – I think there was a little bit of commentary made from the cartoon regular show. When they're making they're making a whole episode about streaming taking taking over yeah. destroying VHS CD was coming outdated all that, and they made the jab as like oh we have mass streaming but everything they made the joke of everything was like poor quality and everything because it's everything streamable but it's at lower quality and yeah. dude, I think streaming's a bad route. Yeah, dude. I I have to put it I need to put it out there having it, there's something different about going out. In buying a hard copy of something you know you want on your shelf and you're yeah. going to watch and it's going to be have a consistent quality unless you mess up the disc or DVD or whatever or the yeah. VHS. It's going to have that consistent quality on your TV and you don't have to worry about it buffering or anything like that as long as you keep it in like good condition. Mm-hmm. With, with, with streaming now it's solely like how good is your internet? Your internet's yeah, never going to be good enough internet. unless you get cable or um, fiber, fiber optics. optics yeah. And then what? the streaming service is down. It's glitchy. Every, the too many people using streaming service. you got to have a yada, good yada, device yada. For, the, for it to yeah. play off of or else it's like for so, video games or whatever. It's all got to have these requirements. And, and, and now you got to get bundles because Hulu has this, but HBO has that. And dude. now you have to bundle everything together. Dude, it's all looping all the way back around to, t- to just the – TV network to, to system. Dish network all over. Again. Yeah. But with. Except with, more expensive it's now. different. Yeah. And the but, price has gone up. And it's true to your quality. And I'm dumping on stuff. Let's end it on a better note than that. Let me go. Let me go back. Hold yeah. on. I had something. There was something yeah. I had to. I don't want to end our shit. nostalgia trip on this because I'm actually. I'm really glad you guys are bringing this stuff up because there's, there's some shit I didn't. Dude, I, fuck. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. It probably, I guess it wasn't that important. Video games. But now it's gone. Um. DVDs, dude. DVDs yes. was such a blip, it felt like. 
DVDs. You're it right. Was, it went from VHS to DVDs on the streaming. Like it was DVDs was such a small window. It felt like of of things, but it was so when it was there, it was so fucking popular, dude. Yeah, everybody had DVDs, and then everybody had Blu-ray. Blu-ray was like yes, a huge the term, fancy shit. Yeah, dude, you were fancy if you got Blu-ray. Oh, the the Blu-ray player. The blue Blu-ray yes, player you can yeah. have to specifically Yo, play Blu-ray. What I was going to say is, so I had to I honestly say forgot that, that was a thing. To, I, yeah. Right? Dude, something I don't see anymore is DVD players in laptops. That used to be stock. You used to get that You're regardless. Right. And now, you don't really see that anymore. You don't see laptops with DVD players in them. Or, yeah. Or... Computers. USB ports. You don't see PCs with DVD players in them anymore. Belly can press the button to slide out. No, no more, dude. My friend, the friends I have, uh, I well, I can't say that. I was gonna say their names. I can't really say their names. Fair enough. Some of my friends, they're they're like super maxed out PCs, don't have DVD players in them, and that's, that's just so like, weird. isn't that weird, man? Yeah. It's just so outdated. The, like high tech stuff doesn't even use it anymore. I I like having a hard copy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for having a hard copy of something. It's it's just all I, about I personal like. preference because it's all optional now. Yeah. So it's like True. either do you want it or you don't want it. You can have whatever. Dude, you can have a fucking VHS player if you want to. Dude, I'm going to be so shell-shocked with if we if we're on the cusp of a digital age, you know? And mm. DVDs are just irrelevant. Like entirely. The, well, like all everything's all digital. Like D- well, DVDs are just no more. They've already made game consoles like that that are not yeah, DVDs I know. like it, certain dude, versions. It kind of is. Certain yeah. version of the Xbox kind of is like that. Yeah. yeah, you just download everything you want, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be such a weird feeling if that happens. Yeah, I mean that's probably what people thought about VHSs. They're like yeah, DVDs, such a dumb fad. Yeah, but at the same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Technology is ever changing, and that's true. But yeah. Well, that... hey, thanks everybody for listening. This has been a fun episode. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for um, joining us on. Uh, thank you for joining us on uh, our nostalgia little nostalgia trip, trip yeah. there. Mm-hmm. If you guys tangents. like what you heard, then you heard the ad. If you didn't hear the ad, go back and listen to the ad. You can find us on everything there. Uh, thank you, and have a good rest of your days. Farewell. Bye.